Hello and welcome to the SDC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. And we're rolling. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> In true STC Fit style, we've just had 30 minutes of setup. Technical difficulties. It, it wasn't even a difficulty. It was a really easy solution. Yeah. It's just me being a dumbass. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a Ben has been a thing this weekend. Yeah. This week. <laughs> Before we brag on me too much. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. and Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Amy Louise. From STC. Very special. Yeah. We feel really far away. <laughs> Weird. So, yeah, I guess for context of the Ben situation, Jason, we've been away all week. Yeah. Ben's been making lots of mistakes, <laughs> breaking things. Broke a wine glass. Yeah. Well, yeah and just literally the, the term of the week, are you doing a Ben? And it's just like fucking shit up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> One more day and I'm, and I'm safe. It's almost home time. We've gone <laughs> to the stage now where we're actually not even finishing each other's sentences, just speaking each other's thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> getting deeper in this <laughs> anyway amy how's your week been yeah pretty good first week of apu prep for myself and my clients so getting into the gym back into good life point cook which is good following a structured training program ah, how exciting <laughs> yeah it's kind of sucks that we chose this week to go away and then the gym opened yeah everyone's like back to the gym stories on instagram <laughs> but Friday, one more sleep. So you guys aren't lifting this week? No. I told Jason to bring his bands. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, well, they're in the cupboard in my room. Yeah. 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 All the way down here. <laughs> so I'm just having a week off, you know. Did my rehab exercise. It's like a boy and that's it. Yeah. Done a lot of walking though. Dad's, uh, Dad's trying to break us on purpose. It's a bit of an ego trip. So what are we walking? We've been we've been doing what was it five k's round trip? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a long walk. Yeah, it's pretty. It's far. just hard. Like, <laughs> we have to go up and down like some pretty steep inclines and shit. So yeah. it's it's kind of challenging. So the the seventy kilo whip, it's like, oh come on, let's go. Like, oh, okay, so we, we've set the challenge that he has to come to the gym. Both of them are being towed by dogs as well, which is a fair one for me. So I've been suffering in silence. You're, you're just a bit salty. To a degree, not here. To be yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I would have got there way before you guys because they would have been like a fucking sled. <laughs> What's the gym been like, Amy? Is it busy? Well, given the 20 member limit per space, it's not busy. Having said that, you can get access to whatever you want to access these days. Um, mm. You're not climbing on the top of people. So if you didn't know there was a pandemic on, it would feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think about that. Like you wouldn't have to like, Really yeah. fight for any Machine. stuff, so yeah. you could get your workout done in the time frame, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you weren't, you know, competing, I guess. Depending, <laughs> on, depending on how distracted you get in your rest breaks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How much Instagram are you do in your rest? My, my check-in this week. <laughs> <laughs> Have most of your clients come back straight away? Um, some of them have, some of them a little bit still concerned with what's going on. So just managing everyone, making sure they, they know what they're doing, whether they're at home or in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All my clients in Australia are just like day one, we're in the door. Yeah. A couple of the States though, they're like, Ugh. yeah. Um, but the numbers seem a bit, we're getting as many, bit crazy getting as many too. cases per day as we've had as a country is pretty concerning. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, all right, so we, if you want to know who Amy is and her background and all that stuff, uh, it's like mid-50s, I think. We did an episode with Amy before. 
Um, and most of you who follow us will know who she is. So we won't go down that spiel, um, but jump into, I guess, what we wanted to talk about today, which is essentially trying to build, I guess, mindset, um, a, a position of, of thought and uh, an ability to cross over values that we've been talking about for quite a while and applying them into behaviors. And a big thing that we've been pushing lately is just like going from good to great and what, what it actually takes to do that. Um, and I, don't, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or somewhere else, but I got asked by a client recently uh, who just kind of started and now she was like, so what, what are the common traits your successful clients have? And I was like, that's a really interesting question. It's, it's actually cool to see one that someone's self-aware enough to actually ask that question and go, so what do I have to do to be that? Um, but it was cool to reflect on and sit back and go, okay, so what are the people that are successful within our team do on a regular basis that gets them outcomes? Um, so yeah, start with you, Amy. Like what, what have you noticed across the board of your clients that breed success? Yeah, so I guess given all the work we've been doing, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've come up with four that I reckon are probably the foundation. The first one is just that drive or even need to be better than you were, you know, last week, last month, last year. So it's a real desire to want to be the best you can be. So I think that would be number one. Number two would be having, so this is going back to the values thing, having a really meaningful why that's not based on something outside yourself. Because I think that's when we're looking at external motivations is when we're just doing like in and out sort of behaviours and we're not really focused on what we're doing because it doesn't feel that meaningful to us. So it's like, you know, if a partner says, oh, I think you should, I think you should, you know, go to the gym to lose some weight or something like that. It's not coming from you. It's not meaningful to you. So I think whether it's health or like competition or strength or whatever, it's, it's, it's intrinsic. So it's a why, like a meaningful why. Um, the third one is, which we talk about heaps, that growth mindset um, and being open to like trying new things and failing and getting up and trying again. So I think, I think that growth mindset is a huge part to play, like and just ability to learn and take on feedback because I guess, you know, even ourselves personally, like if we stop being able to take on feedback, we're just going to stay stagnant. And if we stay stagnant, we're not going to be the best version that we can be. Like we might be good, but we're just not going to be great. Um, and then the last one is that ability to play the long game. And again, we talk about that all the time, just patience. It's like, you know, we have great structures and we're always trying to get better with those as well as a team but it also demands the client to be patient and to understand that things take time and there's effort involved in what we're doing here. Like if it was easy, you know, as they say, everyone would have it. This is a, this is a long game that we're all playing here. So I think, I think for me and looking at my clients, I think it's those four things they all have in common. Yeah. Do you have any others that stand out, Jace? Uh, I think they all kind of tie in, but the last one that I'd probably add on is just like level of commitment that, probably reflects those values. Like if you look at it, a lot of people uh, who are not as committed to their goals kind of just do things when they feel like it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the people that, you know, get the outcomes that they want and even those people who don't and look up to the people that do like they're on another level in terms of their commitment to achieving those outcomes. Like a lot of someone asked me one time, they're just like, what do you do when you don't feel like going to the gym? And I'm like, well, I just go anyway. Um, and they were just like really surprised like, by that. Like they wanted me to give them some form of like special practice that, you know, I do this and that motivates me to go to the gym. It's like, no, no, no. I just play that long game and understand that like, this is one workout in a sequence of, you know, hundreds of workouts in a year and doing that, the sum of those is going to really get me the outcome. So I think that's kind of like the only one that we touch on, but they all, those four points were probably the most important ones. Yeah. yeah, it's just where they web out to. Yeah. Like, I think the biggest one, one of the answers I gave was like investment in the process more so than the outcome. Yeah. So we're going to go into values and stuff soon, but like 
all those things that you just kind of mentioned, being able to funnel those into what you do on a weekly basis and being like, when you talk about like um, excelling or getting better or being your best and stuff, it's based on your performance on a daily and weekly basis, not on like the outcome of that goal itself. Like obviously the outcome is still important and it burns in the back of your mind all the time. And I've got mine on my vision board on my phone and all that type of stuff. But it's like, if you can find find that drive inside the process on a weekly basis, then the outcomes usually will take care of themselves. If you have that growth mindset, it's like, well, I fucked this week, but I'll do again next week. You're not attached to that outcome. So you're not kind of like, oh, it was a waste of a week or anything like that. Because you're just like, my goal is to do the process the best possible. If it works, sweet. If it doesn't work, then I learn and make the process better the next week. Um, I think that's where the magic is. Even like coaching competitors and stuff, people that come in with like, I, I want to win this or I want this total or I want whatever. It's like, just be the best athlete you can be Monday to Sunday every week. And then you will put up the best total you can put up at the, when the time comes. Yeah. I've heard it described once as someone saying like, if I were to give you your outcome tomorrow without you having to do any work, how would it feel? And it's like, you feel like shit. Like maybe you'd feel great for 20 seconds, but there wasn't that meaning or, you know, effort behind it. Um, I think the effort like in the process is where the magic happens. Even the ability to maintain it. Like if you had to maintain it, but you were given it, it's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind just when you were saying that, I think like, Another good trait is like ownership. Yeah. Like a lot of people, um, like my best clients know when they've made mistakes or when life hasn't really gone their way and they've had to turn the dials down, you know, maybe on like their workouts or, you know, just being like a little bit uncompliant with their nutrition, but like that's ownership. And they, they say that it's like, this is where I've made my mistake where there are others that are like, oh, I don't know why I'm not getting progress. And it's like deep down, they like we all know really um but it's just like deflecting it to oh this happened and that happened and i did this it's like at some point you had the the uh, a point in time to choose yeah and it doesn't matter what you chose but you need to own that choice and yeah i tend to find that yeah the ones that are a little more like open about it it's like you just get better outcomes anyway because they're more realistic and you know, I guess that's more important than anything because you don't want to set these unrealistic expectations on people. They can't meet them. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's another one coming to my mind. Yeah. It's an interesting line to walk around, like, what makes you successful and what, I guess, is talked around and balancing that successful mindset and that um, mental well-being as well, like some of the stuff that makes you successful. Like, Amy, you made the comment of, like, sometimes people need to be better. Um, and, and a lot of like in the space of social media um, and the evolution of kind of like this mental well-being, mental health thing, it's almost like that's, that's a really negative trait almost at the moment. It's like it's unhealthy. It's like sometimes the, be- the best way I've heard it described is uh, working with a coach of mine is just like you have a ton of energy that if you don't direct it somewhere, it doesn't go well for you. Yeah. So it's like, that that is a being able to funnel that into something positive i think is a really positive thing um so it's it's interesting to walk that line of like and we've joked about it before like self-love isn't a fucking bath bomb yeah like those kind of ideas like balancing okay what's going to make you successful and fulfilled over the long term not just like the fluffy side of self-love that type of idea yeah I think there's some people who like that's fine for and you know I think you know who you are if you're like you know what bath bombs do me just fine and I'm happy like just trudging along doing the same thing like some people that is all that they want and like that's valuable to them and that's cool but I guess we're talking about that person who wants to be the best that they can possibly be and like day in day out yeah so we've touched on values in a few podcasts before this um, and, and chatted about it a little bit already today so just reading through obviously the the article that you have coming up which will have dropped yesterday when this comes out um just to be confusing um just actually specifying what values actually are i think is really important because the word gets used a lot 
but what they what that actually means what our values yeah i like to think of it i guess as personal tenants that are meaningful to you and living into them provide you with purpose in life so really coming back to meaningful and and purposeful living that's dope yeah that was very well (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what are some examples of like common values that someone might have so it could be you know loyalty um competition confidence um success friendship connection lots of there's lots of different things if we're talking about like specifically in the gym it could be you know uh, physical health, strength, competition, camaraderie, those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so what's, what's the difference then? I think where people get confused is like what's a value and what's a goal. Yeah. Separate the two. Yeah. Um, I read something really cool yesterday, which was like goals are things that we strive for and can tick off a list and like this thing is accomplished and then I can move on to the next thing. Whereas a value will, could stay the same potentially throughout achieving lots of different goals. So of course, values are dynamic. And as we move and grow through life, they could change for us. So they could stay the same. Um, whereas goals are like, we can, we can actually tick that off. Like, okay, I've achieved that. What's the next thing? Yeah. yeah. Amy, uh, how, long, how long do you reckon you should wait until you look at your goal, your values again? Like how often do you believe so? <laughs> Such a good question. So like, I guess you guys know personally, I have a mindset coach who I see fortnightly and far out, like breaking shit down in term, like personally, you could look at goals pretty often, you know, something like maybe every 12 weeks. Um, so you're doing maybe a quarterly review of them. Um, I guess it's, I, I think it's really individual. Like are you, do you feel like you wake up in the morning and you're living in alignment? Cause if you do, I reckon that's great. You, you probably don't need to reassess. But if you're kind of waking up like life is boring, this is shit. I feel like I'm capable of so much more, but I'm not sure. Then it's probably a, a warning sign to reassess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's shifts in your life too. There's shifts in momentum in different areas and different things that go on that kind of like we obviously did it with Mel uh, with our navigating change workshop. It was like, I'd only done them five, maybe six months max beforehand. And like two or three of the top five ones had changed just yeah. because of like the COVID shutdowns, things had different things had become more important. Um, and, it, and I'd identified a couple of things that I wasn't putting enough time into beforehand that I'd now driven some, some more time into that kind of brought those up. But and yeah, like um, when there's events in your life that I guess change things or, or moments. And like you said, if you're waking up kind of like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, that's usually a good time to sit back and go, yeah, okay, I actually need to look at. And I think goal setting and values probably need to be done at the same time. So if you feel like you need to reset your goals, it's probably a good time to look at your values as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think they provide the foundation to choosing goals that are appropriate. And like, you know, we can think we want something because it's going to get us somewhere. But then when we actually look at our values, it just doesn't match up and it's, you know, wasting time, which I don't know. I don't even know if I agree with that sentence, wasting time, because I feel like there's always a lesson to be learned, even in wasted time. Um, but I think it's, it's, the, it's the foundation place to start with, with your values. Yeah. And it can be huge stuff like, like the COVID shutdown, that's going to like, that's going to mess with a lot of shit for a lot of people, but it can also be how often do we hear about be it powerlifters or, or physique athletes or whatever after a comp or after achieving a fat loss goal, even where people are just kind of like, uh, what the fuck do I do now? It's like all your focus has just been on the, the outcome, particularly with like a competition or something like that. Those first two weeks after are like, who the fuck am I now? Like my every second of every day for the last four to 10 weeks has been like how much weight is going to be on that barbell. And then it's done. It's like, now I don't really know what to do. It's like, okay, get back to your values. Why the fuck did you do it in the first place? Why is it still important to you to keep going, review those and then reset new goals. 
and move forwards from there. I think you can expand this and contract this into really like almost seemingly insignificant, but it's really not um, to, to really big stuff in your life. And when we're talking about our clients getting outcomes, you mentioned a few values there before and like ones that may kind of tie into health and fitness or may not. Like I think, I think we all have friends and like the three of us sitting here would all identify as like pretty driven individuals who prioritize success and stuff and, and growth and learning a lot, but we all have friends. Um, I know I definitely do that maybe have jobs that we kind of look at and just be like, fuck, I couldn't do that day in day out. Like there's not enough going on there for me and they love it and they go and they do their best every time they go in, they feel fulfilled from it. Um, and, and they love what they do. And we're from the outside because you have a different priority of values or even just assign your values in a different way. You view it as kind of like, yeah, I couldn't do that. But it, when you come across the fitness, it's like, how do you take the values you have and find ways to facilitate them through health and fitness and training? It's like everybody from the whole, whole spectrum is like people who just want to just starting out in the gym, like, bunny years get fit tone up people if they can find an actual reason that gives them fulfillment to like pursue that then they'll be successful the ones that are just doing it because they should look better for their holiday it's like yeah maybe you make it to the holiday and after that kind of turns to shit again and then you kind of ramp that all the way up to like an athlete where it's like okay are you competing as an athlete, just to be an athlete, like what does that actually fulfill for you? Because if it's nothing, you just maybe you're a little bit good at it and you feel like it might be fun, then you're probably not gonna have a long-term, you're gonna be in that sport or whatever for a very long time. Yeah. So I guess like what, spinning off the back of that, are there, are there weird, any weird kind of values that you've seen that you, either you yourself or people you know have kind of, spun into getting outcomes that you wouldn't sort of think of. Like I liked the connection one that you mentioned. It was like most people wouldn't think connection, health and fitness is kind of like a bit of a solo thing. But if you have a personal trainer, people you train with, like we have obviously like our community and try and have events and all that type of stuff, like feel like initially you wouldn't think I'm attaching my value of connection to my outcome in health and fitness. Uh, are there any other examples that you've kind of seen? Not so much. I was just going to say though, like, especially with the shutdowns with COVID and stuff, I think that community one has just come to the fore, like, you know, training in your garage with all the stuff that you need. And I don't know, Jason, maybe you'll disagree with this because you've got an awesome kid out, but um, for a lot of <laughs> for a lot of people you know they really do value being around a team and it's like you know even our little our little pal thing club down at point cook like fuck it's fun it's just yeah. fun hanging around with people that want to do the same shit and we're all supporting each other um so i think definitely like topically in the last few months that one has just i think come to the forefront for everyone like how much they value that um camaraderie and community spirit yeah, I feel like that's the only one. Like people are like, oh, how are you through shutdowns? Like, I'm an online coach. My life hasn't fucking changed. Yeah. I just miss the boys at the gym. Like, that's it. I don't get to go for my drive and hang out with people and lift some weights. I have to do it by myself in my back room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So uh, next question. So how do we leverage values to create success? Like how once we've kind of gone away, found them, it's easy enough to just search for a list if you guys want to do that. Um, that our kind of favorite exercises pick five that you're doing that, that you align with really strongly that you're doing really well right now pick five that you align with strongly that you're not doing so well right now um, so once we've got those in mind Amy how do we then leverage those to like we said go from good to great so this is um, coming from the um, acceptance and commitment therapy framework. So it's starting with those values and then looking at what behaviors do you currently do that service those values. So starting with what are you actually doing that service them. So, um, you know, that might take a little while to write down or to have a look at your life and um, decide 
then once we do that, it's thinking about how else might we do it, if there's any gaps, so potentially some values that you don't feel like you're really living into, what other types of things that we could do that would help us live into those values? So that's the framework, but we know as humans, things don't always go that smoothly. Um, and that's where things like thoughts can come in and try and, well, hijack us and hijack our behaviors. But I won't get to that just yet. Just in terms of the framework, it's like having them, what am I currently doing that serves them? What else could I be doing to live into those values? Yeah. So are you, I guess, looking at, based on the conversation we've had so, so far, there's kind of a couple of ways you can tackle that. Hey, like, can you assign one of those values to something you're already doing that you didn't, if you just framed it in a different way? Like, do you, maybe you didn't realize that growth and learning came from lifting weights. So yeah. if I can start focusing on the growth and learning element of that, that then creates some more alignment within that instead of just like, for example, like I've had clients on where they're like, oh, I don't really care how I look. I just want to perform better, for example. It's like, okay, so there's a value there that's attached to that. And if you're thinking that training is just like a pursuit of vanity and you don't hold vanity as a value, then that's going to clash. Whereas if you can then find a way to go, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on performing well, building my body, improving body composition, whatever, as a growth and learning metric rather than a, um, a, another metric, then it, it'll kind of make that whole process a little bit easier. And then the other step, I guess, would be like, okay, that value is not really being expressed at all. Yeah. Or, or not to the level that I'm content with. What other things can I introduce into my life that would provide that? Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is also where that, like, the openness, ownership, and growth mindset comes into it because there's, like, a bit of honesty that's required here that might start getting people uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> you know, like, really, why do you want to do this? Like, you're saying or you, maybe you're telling people that, like, this is my value and this is why. Like, is it? Or is there something there that you don't want to admit that's actually important to you? Like, and that's okay. Like, it's fine. But there can be a time when you're like, you know what, how I look is actually really important. And I know we're in 2020 and it's like, you know, potentially not politically correct to be like, I want to look fucking awesome. But so many people do. And it's, it's like, okay, it's okay to admit those things. So like, and I'm just using one example, but there could be other examples of that where um, just being really honest with yourself about why things are important to you and what's important to you is needed. Yeah, getting uncomfortable with it is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that with your stuff too before. Like, it, it's it's okay to want to be fucking jacked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this, it, it's, uh, how do I say this without being a jack? I think, I think when, like, all of this stuff around values and stuff is just like your own stuff. That's your own thing that's important to you. So at, at all points, like you should be in pursuit of things that are a reflection of that. And like if other people find the need to, you know, pass their opinions on that, like I don't know if I would hang out with those people that much because they should be able to accept that you find a degree of fulfillment or whatever in these values. And this is how you want to live your fucking life. Like you want to live your life on your own terms. Yeah. And your own terms are based on your values and obviously um, – you know some some rules around uh, from the government that allow make us behave, um, but outside of that, it's like no one should sit there and be like, well, um, you know, like or you know, hang shit on someone who wants to be big, who wants to look great, who wants to strive to a level of greatness that maybe other people aren't just fucking willing to do either. Um, and yeah, I don't think that. I think once you become more self-aware of how people can act and behave in a in a in reflection of their goals they should just sit back and be like you know what if that's what you want to do and that makes you fulfilled and all that stuff fuck yeah and that's a different thing to do than just say positive vibes only man like yeah you do you bro like you know it's like a literal like thought out acceptance going fuck like you're living on your terms and that is fucking mad yeah, yeah. I, I think the people that throw shade in those kind of situations and 
share those things on the internet are probably just either not aware of their own values themselves or not in alignment with them. So I think if you understand, if you've taken the time to understand why you do the shit you do, when you see somebody else doing the shit they do, particularly if they're, because I feel like you can tell, you can tell when someone's on the right path for themselves. Like, you know, like I, I would never sit here and be like, Oh, fucking Jace. Like he's so disordered. He just wants to be fucking shredded. It's like, and I have conversations with people. I'm like that there's a lot of people that kind of go crazy when they pursue physique sports. I'm like, but I know someone that's just like, it's just a sport for them. Um, so like, yeah, it, you can tell when someone's in the right zone that they need to be in to, to achieve the outcome, wherever that is. And then if you're, if yours is like being better than you were yesterday, every single day, then somebody doesn't share that value because you're conscious that that's your thing. You actually stop caring. You stop getting annoyed at it. You stop like judging the other person because it's like, well, this is just the thing that I want to do. Not everyone can't expect everyone else to be like that. I think if you're like, are inconsistent with like, we always talk about like, what's your message? It's like a, a coach or a brand or whatever. I think if you can, you can take that back down to like our day-to-day behaviors and the way we like kind of, you know, present ourselves and stuff like if that, if that's not consistent, like if you, if those things aren't happening regularly, like the, the shutdown happened and then it was hashtag fucking grateful for everything. Like literally look at the lights, grateful, walk on the beach, grateful. Like there might be people grateful for that shit, but let's just see if that is still happening in a month's time when we're back in the gym and businesses are rolling and people are going back to work, it's like, are those things actually what you're grateful for? Like, are you actually hashtag and grateful all the time? And I think if you see someone who's like just bouncing around from shit, no different how they bounce around with a diet and a, and a program and maybe they bounce from coach to coach as well. Cause they don't want to take ownership for the things that they're supposed to do. It's like, that's probably the sign of someone who needs to sit down and write this shit out and, and go, right, let's live life in alignment with the things that you're important and make yourself aware of those. So I'm just trying to give a framework. Like there's really key points in this discussion for those people who are like, is this for me? Mm. I mean, everyone should do it, but if there are people going, Oh, is this for me? Like that, that's another one. Yeah. That self-awareness is huge. Like we've been talking about it a lot recently and it's like, man, you've got to be able to have that distance between all the shit that's going through your head and you know, what your values are and your foundation. Like, like you said, are you living in alignment? And I think it's that self-awareness that gives you that distance to actually say, Hey, like, what am I doing? What am I about? Who am I? I think there's a bit of like, you guys can chime in here and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, there's a little bit of swagger that happens when you do that. Like, I don't really give a fuck what other people think of me because I live life in alignment with my values. So if someone's like, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, well, lucky for you, you don't fucking have to. (laughs) Like, because this is me and what I want to do. And then you look at those people like, they're too worried about what other people are doing and they haven't got their own shit together. It's like, maybe if you took things internal and you got that right, you could just look at someone and go, fuck yeah, good on you. Like, you're doing your thing. I feel like that's the difference between like living through ego and living through actual confidence. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of people that will present as confident and like, obviously typically you would interpret that as like arrogance. Whereas there's some people you hang out with that feel arrogant and some that just like feel confident. I feel like if you're able to look at yourself and go, yeah, I'm living, like you said, in alignment or whatever term you want to use, like I'm doing the shit that I want to do and I'm doing it well, then you don't have to be, you don't have to bring any ego to the table. It's yeah. Like, this is my thing. That's what I do. I guess there's no need to prove anything to anyone because you're totally comfortable and confident with what you got going on. And it's like, Hey, everyone else, you do you like no judgment, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Cause I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And the other people that also do feel that. And then you hang out with those people and the kind of the people that are a bit like all over the place, you tend to just hang out with them less anyway. So you, you get less of that friction because it's like, well, I'm just doing my thing. I hang out with other people that are doing their thing and it's really fucking cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So 
Um, this is for Jason because quote of the week so far <laughs> has has not been done a Ben. Um, what happens when you live outside your values? So I <laughs> I said that you're not you're not sad. You're just disappointed in yourself. So a lot of people, I think a lot of people in some aspects of their life and the way they try to explain things to either themselves or other people. um, And they, you know, will defect the ownership. And it's like the reason why right now you're upset and sad is just because you need to, you're disappointed in the fact that you're currently not behaving the way that aligns with your values. Uh, and, and it's true. Like I've done it, you know, and uh, I definitely sit there and just like, fuck, like, why do I feel like shit? Um, and I can easily sit there and be like, ah, oh, it's because of this. And it's because of that. It's like, nah, man, like own up and get your shit together. And it's like, cause if you did that and you did it in alignment with the things that are important to you, this wouldn't happen and you wouldn't feel this way. So my diet starts next week. No, I'm kidding. Well, it does, but that was not the reason. <laughs> it's that little knowing inside your head that's saying, hey, you can do better than this, isn't it? It's like that. If you know thing. you can and you're not. Yeah. And it's like, that's that inner dialogue that. Or worse if you said you would. Yeah. And yeah. then you don't. Yeah. yeah. And then if we go back to the start, when we talk about those, those successful traits as a person that we see, like those people are like, at some point, you know, every now and then it's just like a little bit of maybe they're not, they're not self-aware that they do that. It's just not something that happens often, but at some point they'll become aware enough and just be like, look, I'm just fucking up. Like, and I know I can do better. Yeah. Um, and it's like, all right, you know, what are we going to do from this point? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that blurred line of like paying attention to mental health, mental well-being, et cetera, but also like what does mental well-being actually mean? Like we're real quick to put labels on stuff. It's like it's important sometimes and not for everyone. Like I understand that um, a lot of the time mental health is a real thing and we need to have that discussion and it needs to be talked about and all that type of stuff. I hope, can you hear the dog drinking? Yeah. <laughs> He's just having a drink, guys. So. <laughs> but also just being really careful that we don't just put labels on things. It's just like, I get really fucking anxious when I don't do the shit that I'm supposed to do. Mm. Because in yeah. the back of my head, I'm like, you were supposed to do that thing. You didn't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, maybe there's other people relying on it. Maybe there's not. It's just shit that I was supposed to do. And that makes me feel the emotion of anxiety. Yeah. I don't, my choice in that moment is not to go, oh, fuck, I have anxiety. It's just like, I feel anxious right now. Why? I know it's because I haven't done, like I'm not within my values or I haven't done the shit for me. One of my values is doing the shit that you said you were going to do. So then when I don't do that, yeah, I feel like terrible. Yeah. And then sometimes it's within that of like, like when we mentioned the bath bomb earlier, it's like, that's a self-awareness thing. It's like, if you, if you can have that conversation with yourself and and be totally in a position where you're like, yes, I deserve this. And this is the right decision for me both right now and long-term then cool. Go have your, obviously the bath bomb thing is an analogy for lots of different things, (laughs) but like go have, go have your bath with your bath bomb, like do it. If you can honestly look yourself in the eye in the mirror before you get in, that it's the right thing to do for you. Right. If you're avoiding finishing that project by going to do it, probably not a smart idea. If you know you'll finish that project better tomorrow if you do it, maybe it is a good idea. So it's actually just being self-aware of the decisions you're making and how it all like aligns with what's going on. Amy, do you believe believe there's a hierarchy, or even you, Ben, um, there's a hierarchy to your values and the pursuit of the ones that are most important to you should be done in a dose that's greater than the others. Because if I look at things and go, the five things that are most important to me is like loyalty, being successful and intellect. And it's like the pursuit of those three things over being healthy and 
whatever the other one I'm going to decide to choose. It's like they're heavily built around my career. So if I wanted to like, say I put one in that's like relaxation or something, but I really want to make it, it's like, where do I work on something that's relaxation, but I have this pursuit to be successful and you know, be intellectual and be an authority and all of those kind of things. Like, is it then you, you throw the, the question of balance in like, cause it's like, do I go and have a fucking bath bomb or do I just work my ass off um, with the things that are important to me? And then, you know, once I'm in a position over a period of, you know, decades or, you know, even just years, then I can have all the fucking bath bombs I want, you know, like, what are your thoughts about that? Cause I feel like this, that conversation of balance ties into this stuff. And sometimes I feel like balance is for people who don't really want to go to that level of greatness, or maybe they're just too aware of their values and the ones that aren't going to get them to where they need to go in life are probably getting a bit too much work right now. Yeah. Look, I think there definitely is that consideration of some values taking the, the center stage um, ahead of others. And I think again, it like it, it's a, it's a authenticity thing. Like, you know, not every second of our life is guaranteed. And it's like, you know, if you're on your deathbed in the next second, are you going to look back and go, fuck, that was a really meaningful, purposeful, fulfilled life. And it's like, maybe, you know, I have these values and there's five of them or whatever, you know, they're all very important to me, but this is, it's, it's go time on one and two. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it and see where I get. Um, and the people around me love and support me. And they know that these things are really important to me. You know, I'm not hurting or whatever, anybody else that's close to me and you know, they understand where I'm coming from. So I think like, yeah, the balance one is like far out. Like you guys have spoken before about bandwidth and it's like, okay, we can run ourselves into the ground and it's going to be good for no one. Like it can happen. But at the same time, it's like, shit, you've kind of got to go to 110 for amazing things. Like you have to, I think you have to at this point in my life, I think you have to. Um, so I do think that there's times where certain values will be center stage. And then there's other times when maybe, you know, four and five will come up and be number one and two. Yeah. I think there's a minimum effective dose for each value. <laughs> Very nice. <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah. I think that's where it sits for me. It's just like, um, like say connection or something like that. It's like how much, how, how effective can you be with connection? So like, don't hang out with people that you don't connect with. If you have all these other goals and values and stuff, I'm talking to like us in this room, assuming that people that are listening are probably similar in their thought processes to us. Anyway, they probably are already offended and turned off. But if your if, if your goal is to be, let's say for example, successful at something, that's going to take time, effort, bandwidth, like you said, then that's going to take more of the bandwidth. So then it's like, okay, what's the minimum effective dose of connection that I can produce? I know I won't hang out with fuckwits and only hang out with people that I get along with very well. <laughs> Sorry. <Aiden. Love> that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. So now when I invest time into spending time with others, I'm pursuing people that, fulfill that need for connection not socializing for the sake of socializing that's going to drain my resources from the other stuff that i want to achieve so i think it's being smart with where you drive your resources and then like okay so what when we talk about balance and like we have to go to 110 percent maybe for a period of time we have this conversation with personal trainers all the time it's like three to six months fucking put the burners on like if, if you want to get to successful real quick, that first three to six months, if you're at like 110%, you will stay in the industry and you can be successful as you want. Otherwise, it's going to take a lot longer than that if you do it slowly. So during that time, what what's the minimum amount of other stuff that you need to keep you moving, to keep you going? Because otherwise, like you said, you will be miserable um, outside of that. Yeah. And even, even just your effectiveness in the area that you're trying to go full force in. Yeah. And, and it's like, there is hypocrisy in what we're talking about. Cause 
in the past, Jason and I have definitely been guilty of like the burnout. It's like you just fucking go to town for three to six months and then, hey, are you okay, bro? <laughs> yeah, now that we uh, can't overseas travel, I'm really going to have to put that in check. Yeah. It's usually like four months of burnout, two-week holiday, yeah. come back to it again. Yeah. I can't do that now. So I think it's the fact that you know that though is big. It's like, okay, so that's your minimum effective dose. You need to take a dedicated period of time away and knowing it's coming before it's coming is, is kind of good too. Like you, so you don't actually like die mentally for a month. You actually can kind of go, Hey, I'm a bit fucked. I need to go do that other value thing for a bit. Yeah. And, and yeah, even coming back to the, the bath bomb thing, this stuff, there's a tool I like to use with my clients around their nutrition choices and their training choices and stuff like that. It's kind of like, will, will you be okay with this decision a month from now? If your answer is yes, do it. If your answer is no, pull your socks up. That's pretty much where I sit with it. It's like, okay, so you're missing a workout a week. How are you going to feel about that if you do that for a month? Yeah, I appreciate it because I'm not going to get the outcome I want. It's like, okay, so you need to sort that shit out. Then it's like, on the flip side, it's like, hey, it was your birthday. Um, one of my girls, like her first week, it was her birthday. Uh, I think Italian family, like Nona made a cake. And I was like, hey, I ain't telling you to go against any, no, no, eat the cake. Don't, Don't upset Nona. ever <laughs> tell a Nona I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, well, that's, and that's what I said. I was like, are you... Are you going to be okay with that decision in a month? She's like, yeah, it's probably not that big of a deal. It's like, cool, then eat the cake. Mm. But if you were four weeks out from a competition or something or a photo shoot or something like that, it's like, mm, are you going to be upset that you did that in four weeks? Yes, don't do it. Mm. So much for this self-reflection, isn't it? Like taking the time to just have a think about what's going on. <laughs> I think that's why it's important to have someone who can objectively look at things without the emotion. It's like we all do our own heads in with this inner dialogue, these two people speaking to each other and they're both emotional. It'd be just like someone like pulling their hair out, throwing shit at the other person, like tables and chairs would be thrown and all that shit. Where if you just had, and then someone else just comes in the middle and just goes, guys, 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 you know, calm the fuck down. Like, you know, and I think that that's important to have, like, even if you've got a circle of people that kind of think it the same way, like, I guess we're quite fortunate. We have really good, conversations a lot of the times um so we can do that in a setting or you go and see someone like you know you guys have done um who's really skilled at having those conversations which is awesome to to go and see someone who's highly proficient at that yeah and just taking the stigma out of that too like fucking just go see someone like have a chat to an objective person who's skilled in this like it's not a big deal yeah yeah i think like <clears throat> saying knowing there's nothing wrong with you to go and have a good conversation with someone. Um, and then like people who are invested in being awesome, going to talk to someone whose job is to make you even more awesome because they just channel your awesome energy into a, a, a manner that, you know, directs focus towards the things that are important to you. Well, we've spoken about this heaps before, Jace, like having a mentor, <laughs> like, yeah. Every area of my life, I want a mentor, thank you. Like, just people who can see those things, can call you out on your bullshit, hold you accountable, be like, have you seen this? Like, here is a mirror, and that's all they have to do. And then you can, you know, answer your own, answer those questions that they ask with what's really authentic to you. Yeah, 100%. So, we kind of touched on behaviours earlier. Um, so, what does assigning our values due to our behaviors? How does it affect if you've kind of gone through this process, maybe yourself and with clients, what do you see happens behaviorally? So I think it's like I was saying before, it's that ability to then create the distance and say to yourself, hang on a second, I'm participating in this behavior, which flies in the face of what's really important to me. Um, you know, what can I do about this? Um, and again, it's like part of that reflection, but having an anchor, which is your values to reflect from and then just redirect your course into the, the path that you want to take. So that's where I think your values really does inform your behavior. And over time, like, you know, you start out here, you can 
sort of drift off here if we're not looking at those sorts of things and people can't that are listening to this can't see what I'm doing. I just realized that <laughs> um, but we can effectively drift off course. <laughs> yeah. It's a really cool uh, hand explanation. Just go watch this on the YouTube, the YouTube version just for that. Like, like three views on this one. <laughs> Uh, all right so what about so changing our thought patterns it's obviously going to change our our thought patterns as well sorry it's changing our behaviors obviously going to change our thought patterns as well so what what are the biggest differences you see there yeah so i guess it's just you know what the um understanding that we have a choice with what we think and it's not just we're at the mercy of every single thought we have. I think that can be really powerful people when they, for people when we realize like, okay, I've had this thought and I can actually choose again. And it's those thoughts that then will dictate our behaviors, our behaviors dictate our habits over time and the results we end up getting. So um, it's the ability to choose again and being aware that we can always choose again. Like we can't choose the shit that happens to us. That's fine. But we can choose the way we look at it. And always choose again. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thought thing is, is really interesting. And that's pretty much what this whole conversation has been about. It's like being self-aware of your thoughts all yeah. the time and being able, like you said, you have that anchor now that you can refer back to just by going through what might be 15 minutes, could be five hours of actually establishing, depending on where you are in your life of actually establishing what fucking matters to you. But once you've got that in place and you can hang your hat on those things and go like, for me, like values represent who I am. So if I can behave in the space of my values, then that is me being who I am. So the thoughts are then like, okay, well, how do I do that the best? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, you've got an anchor there, the self-awareness, the ability to go back there all the time. It's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. It, you know, Ben, we've spoken a lot about like that be, do, have. Um, and it's that being, which is like people are like, what does being mean? And it's like the step before do. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, that's, that's, you know, where our thoughts are going is it'll, it'll help us to be into who we are. Um, and over time and with practice, we can really take control of that. Yeah, that's huge. It's really huge. Like if you want to be, uh, for example, like, I'm just going to use powerlifting because it's easier for my brain. If you want to be a, a successful powerlifter or successful at anything, like our thing is like first you must be, then do, then have. So it's it's like what within you is actually tied to doing that and doing it well. What is the actual reward going to be? Because otherwise you're just going to be like the person who just does it for the sake of doing it. And you're not going to be good at it. Like you're not going to, and you're not going to get anything fun out of it either. So until you go, okay, well, this is who I am. So that means this is how I'm going to behave. And by behaving that way, then I'll get the outcomes as well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so someone comes to you after this podcast, sends you a DM and just says like, how, like, I feel like I'm pretty good, but I want to be great. What have they got to do aside from read your article? Yeah. And subscribe and follow all STC. <laughs> um, I think it's lean, lean into your potential and be willing to be willing to shed old versions of yourself that don't serve that. So we haven't spoken much about like too much about shedding layers, but I do think there is, you know, a lot of shit that can put glass ceilings over people's heads. So mm -hmm. going from great to good, requires you to tear that shit down and walk through it. <laughs> like just walk through it. That's the B stuff as well. Like if you have that glass ceiling on yourself, then that's, that's what you'll be. So like, yeah, where I was trying to go with the palace thing, but I fucked it up. It's like, <laughs> if you just like think, Oh, I'm not good at this, then you'll go and train like you're not good. Oh, hundred percent. And you'll eat like you're not good at it. And if you, 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 subscribe to the fact that oh, I'm not good. I'm not good at sales on the phone. Then you'll never sell on the phone. Mm. Like until you cross that bridge and, and find a way to identify with that thing, like you're never going to be successful at it. Yeah. 
because you're going to behave like you're shit at it because that's who you think you are. Yeah. And it's like, I guess, you know, we can think that we're capable of doing things, but being capable might only be great, uh, be good. But in terms of being great, it's like, meh, I'm going to push further than what I think I'm capable of because I know I have the potential. Like, no matter what, I can do it. I have, you know, all the things that I need within me to succeed. Yeah, potential is something that's like plays on my mind all the time. Yeah. Because um, obviously I'm fascinated by genetics. I'll just say people's ability to just do shit. Like particularly in training, it's like, how, do you, how are you just that good? Like you yeah. see that person that's never listed weights before and they like do their first comp and they're national level. You're like, what the fuck? How are you born like that? So that I find that fascinating. But then obviously this mindset stuff is fascinating as well. So it's like, how do we tie those things together and create potential needs to come with the mindset as well? Because if you don't have it, like... I used to look at potential as like your raw skills. Yeah. Like you could be this, but at the end of now I kind of look at it and go, tell me what you're, where you're at mentally. That gives me more of an indication of your potential. Yeah. I don't care if you're talented because how many talented people are there that have achieved fuck all. Yeah, totally. It's that, it's that like hunger for striving, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's like, yeah, who we look for all the time now and like who I look for just in general in life to hang out with. It's yeah. just like who are the people that are, yeah, not always hungry, but like at least aware of what's, what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so but it's, yeah to, from a work with standpoint, it's like who are the people that are hungry? Who are the killers? Mm. Yeah. 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 Anything to add, Jess? Um, just like who the person that you are doesn't have to be the person that, that you were like, you know, we talk about like a lot of people will use past reflections of what's happened to themselves or what they've done or what they, or the person that they think that they were and, and mold that into someone that they are now and they, they won't be able to kind of change that. It's like, you know, like use, let's use high school for a second. Like someone who hasn't seen me since high school, has what, what they think of the person I was then to the person I am now. It's like, if I still thought I was that person, like that's a good example of that. And like, would I be in this position now? Probably not. Um, but it, like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to um, be that way. Like you can go, right, this is what I want to do. These are the things that are important to me. This little value stuff and all that. And, and just fucking act in according to that and just leave that old person behind. Like everybody is capable of doing that. Yeah. I, um, my brother was a big gamer when we were kids. So I grew up with video games a lot. And I like to think of it like, you don't want to be stuck on level three. Like there's, you know, 15 levels. You want to keep going to the next level. And if this is a video game and you're a character, like fucking go, like keep going. Call that leveling up. (laughs) Us gamers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a gamer and I'll fight people. (laughs) Lame. (laughs) Literally will. Yeah, it's so funny like that, the like the high school you idea and how we just kind of forget about that. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not not anything like I was in high school. It's like, if you are, I'm probably a little bit concerned. Yeah. For you, to be honest. Yeah. Or you do see those people that are up yeah. and I'm just like, man, you haven't fucking changed. Yeah. And it's like literally just bump into you, say hi, and I'll never want to see you ever again. Yeah. 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 So it's it's like people forget that that they're not the same person that they were in high school, for example. They don't hang out with the same people, they don't do the same shit, they don't have the same values that probably changed. But it, we forget to revisit that off as often as we should. Yeah. It's like, you might not be the same person as you were last week. Yeah. Depending on what's going on, like. Uh, you know what? I think sometimes letting go hurts people. <laughs> like letting go of old identities really fucking hurts. Like, um, but to create something new, you got to pull down, bulldoze down the old. So it's like, let go, shut a layer, move forward. Yeah. I've been playing with this concept of like being someone, I think something that I try and do a lot in my life is never have to ask what if. Like I'd rather fucking crash and burn than have to sit back and go, oh, what if? Yeah. 
And it, it, it does. It means that you fuck up a lot. You make heaps of mistakes. People judge you for the decisions you make. Like, there's a lot that comes with it. And it, it's not an easy decision to be like, you know what? Like, to consciously say, I never want to have to ask what if. That's yeah. a, it's a dark, sometimes a pretty dark road, but it's so fulfilling to be able to just be free enough to go, well, at least I fucking gave it a go. Particularly, like, obviously, <laughs> reflection of, like, my number one value is always growth and learning. Yeah. Just like if you're not fucking up, you're not growing or learning. So that yeah. ties in really well and not everyone will feel that way, but fuck, it's a, it's a powerful concept, I think. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I said, <laughs> said something really similar to Amy the other day in our session. I was like, you know what, though? The experience is worth it. <laughs> like, even if this is a train wreck, like, just doing the thing is going to be worth it because, like, number one, I'm going to learn so much. Number two, it could be fucking awesome anyway. Um, and it's like just that concept of like three hand a ring and just go like, it's like you say, what it like, you don't want to on the sidelines of life. Like that's not fun. And like, just watch everyone else do fun shit. No. <laughs> and yeah. like, I guess by fun, I'm not talking about fun, like highly uncomfortable things that really push us and that we feel resistance to doing, but it's like, like we, we've spoken about before. Is it exciting? Is it scary? We'll go for it. Yeah. Even like, I guess keeping it in the business realm, um like the amount of things that like our, our fucking team saying right now is send like, <laughs> and that's exactly what it is it's <laughs> like well if you don't fucking well, you're just gonna you sit there and think what it yeah like yeah. just fucking give it a go and see what happens yeah have a crack do we, should we do this send it yeah fuck it <laughs> fuck it see what happens <laughs> yeah that's my favorite gift too is the guy on the, the snowmobile yeah just gonna send it <laughs> Everyone, if you're not driving, just open your phone, yeah. open Messenger and gifts, and just say, type send it, and there's a very hilarious gift. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Amy, any closing thoughts on the chat? Uh, apart from apart from where we just finished with send it, is, you know, like we've been speaking, I think it is really useful. If you haven't looked at your values yet, yet go look at them or wait for my article um, to come out. And then, and then it's, already out, it's already out. Yesterday. Yeah, it's already out. <laughs> um, have a look at that. And, you know, we need clarity to provide us with a direction or at least some degree of clarity or else we'll move off course really fast. Yeah. Ain't that, mate? No. You've done quite well. Uh, Someone at the start of the podcast is like, I'll, I'll try and join in today. Yeah. You've done well. I think I've delivered things in the, in a manner that I'm happy with when I, if I ever chose to listen back yeah. to this. Yeah. If anyone comes for you with pitchforks, it would be fine. No, be no they can't. End. They can't. I've said things well. I'm proud of myself. Uh, where do we find you, Amy? Oh, what's my handle on Instagram? I think it's Amy Louise STC Fit. Cool. Try that. Try that. See what <laughs> How do you not know your Instagram handle? Like for someone who like lives on Instagram, is yeah, that's your thing yeah. for us. That's what you're supposed. That's that's, that's your what job. you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else? What is, this, is this becoming your fire discussion? Uh, <laughs> um, so, Amy, uh, what have you got coming up? But I hear there's a uh, a webinar workshop thing happening in the works. Is. I'm glad you asked, Jace. Um, <laughs> uh, 10th of July, Nat and I are doing a webinar from fit to lean as fuck. <laughs> lean AF for those people that didn't want to hear that. Amy didn't want to say it. That's why she giggled. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Amy. Because you didn't even, I was expecting you to do the other way and I was going to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm growing, Jason. I'm growing and evolving. So what's involved in the webinar, Amy? So we're talking key principles of training and nutrition to get lean. That's fuck. Very exciting. Yeah. It's that whole go from great, uh, good to great. Yeah. It's like you might be getting some results, but do you want to get real good results? And if you do, you need to come to this workshop. Otherwise, you have to ask yourself what if, and that sucks. Yeah. See that? That was awesome. Stop it. Good job, team. Uh, so you'll also find Amy a lot at STC Fit. You'll also hear our dogs in the background. They're getting restless. 
Um, at Ben Scott STC, at Jason Gillia underscore STC, at STC fit underscore learning are all the tags. Take a screenshot, remember all of those, type them. At least just remember learning in the Amy's one mm. <laughs> so we can share it. Yeah. Um, www.stcfitlearning.com. You can find Amy on there. You can find both of us on there as well. All our articles, YouTube, mm. um, podcast episodes, coaching opportunities, our Coaches Academy, which will be opening up, I believe, four weeks after this episode is released-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so major yeah, upgrades yeah huge major upgrades that's why jason and i are in the same room right now yeah, we've been working are. on it for a week um not just a week but yeah specifically this week yeah anyways uh thank you amy for coming on and putting up with our technical difficulties <laughs> which is i am the technical difficulty <laughs> uh, and yeah we'll definitely have you back soon thanks guys thank you amy yeah. bye